The DJ James disrespect continues. Let's talk about it on this Monday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Hey, hey, Auburn family. Welcome back, man. Another weekend down. Only five more to go till we kick that thing off. Hope everybody's weekend was blessed. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joining you from Pensacola. Blake Lane, as always, in the 251. Talk to the people, Blake. What is up, Dustin? What is up, Auburn family? Uh, ready to get in here and talk some Auburn football. We're so close from filling up <sighs> Jordan Hare, so close from being in there in that first Tiger walk, uh, seeing head coach Hugh Freeze. Uh, it's going to be so much fun, uh, so it's just so exciting, the adrenaline pumping, man. I can just feel it, and, and I know each uh, Auburn fan out there, I know they're so excited. So, uh, Dustin, I'm ready to to kick it off and get to talking about some Auburn football, brother. Yeah, man. So we wrapped up SEC Media Days, and mm-hmm. one thing before we get into it, because the SEC, you know, the media always makes their their preseason predictions, and some things kind of stood out to me and you. We thought a little a little disrespect, as I alluded to in the intro there. But right before we jump into that, Blake, I want to make a quick point, brother. Mm-hmm. If you remember on that, whoa, my mic jumped up on us there. Sorry about that, everybody. If you're listening on your headphones and it just popped, I don't know what happened there. But um, apologies. But if you uh, if you listen to that Friday episode when when Blake was having his baby, where I was by myself, I said I just kind of felt like Hugh was the whole looking at who he had brought in. I felt like the whole game plan was to get in and get out. And after looking at it in its totality, man, it definitely seemed that way, right? There was not a lot of interviews at all. Not our our players didn't do a whole lot of content. A lot of the coaches, Blake, sat down with Josh Pate, did all kind of different interviews. I struggled to find any Hugh Free stuff. I don't know about you, man. Just kind of what did you think about that? You think that it appeared like it was a strategy, right? Let's do as little media as possible, say the standard stuff, and, and get out of here without any kind of noise. Absolutely agree 100%. Um, I'm the same way. I couldn't really find a whole lot. I know Jake Crane had a piece mm-hmm. uh, with Hugh. Uh, and and it's always fun getting to watch them two get together and, and Hugh get on his show because uh, Jake loves talking ball, right? And uh, I think he does an excellent job. Uh, hopefully we can get him on here soon. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, Hugh, Hugh did what he needed to do at SEC Media Days. He answered the questions. He got in. He got out. Uh, I know our guy Ike Jones and, and Mike G, uh, they did a terrific job. Uh, and and talking to Coach Hugh Freeze and and you know the the players and everything, just keep it short and sweet, and and get back to Auburn and get ready to kick this thing off. Yes, sir. So we're gonna pop real quick over to these predictions of the media made for the East, Blake. Uh, mm-hmm. Reading it off to everybody on audio here. If you're watching on video, it's up on the screen. Pretty predictable right here. So I'm interested in number three, but they got Georgia one, Tennessee two, South Carolina three, Kentucky four, Florida five, Missouri six. And Vandy seven. Now Vandy did get; they are in seventh there, but they did receive eight first place votes, Blake. So what we've learned over the past couple of weeks is Vandy's going to beat Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people think Vanderbilt's going to beat Auburn handily. Apparently, um, don't even know why we're going up the Nashville type thing. And also, it appears that Vandy is going to win the East. Be the first time they made a bowl game in a while, much less make an appearance in Atlanta, Blake clown show with some of these credentials being passed out in nashville yeah and you know what dustin here's my thing we a guy like me and dustin we would love to be in nashville tennessee for sec media days because i can tell you i would take my job serious right okay and that is what i feel like uh happened in nashville is people want to make jokes man they want to be funny and if something happens they want to be able to pull out the bookmark and say oh I hit it. I called Vandy. Okay. I called it. All right. Look, buddy, it wasn't, it was a guess. All right. But we know one thing that's not going to happen. Vanderbilt's not going to win. All right. They're not going to win the East. You, 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 you pulled a funny and you realize why people don't take SEC Media Day serious anymore. And, Get some people in there that can do the job right, that want to do the job right, that want to take it serious, all right? Because there were some guys that asked some really good questions, and then there were some guys that I was just like, man, what is he doing there, you know? For sure. Uh, And that's my thing is Vanderbilt's not going to win the SEC East. They're not going to come close. 
I have a problem with Florida at five. I would bump them to six. I think Missouri uh, is going to bump up to five. I just, I'm not a believer in Florida just yet. I do like what G5 Billy is doing in recruiting down there, but their quarterback position. Who's going to play quarterback there? Yeah, man. The the kid from Wisconsin. Uh, Mm. I I just, I don't know, man. And, And that, it smells like a five and seven season down there in Gainesville and I know their their fan base is really impatient so I don't the seat could get hot there I don't I don't know it's just there's a lot of stuff going down on there but I do like Billy uh, Napier and the recruiting that he's doing I think next year I think things could be much better for them but I like them at six I would bump Missouri up to five Um, I still don't think Missouri is going to be a a great football team Uh, I to make a bowl game Six and six. I, yeah. I think they can get to six and six. Okay. Um, Good defense. And then, and then I think the South Carolina hype, Dustin, is kind of just off of the end of last year mm-hmm. and the way Spencer Rattler kind of grew uh, and progressed as the season went on. And he's kind of talked to that in some interviews uh, where the play calls in the SEC are completely different than what he had out in the Big 12. All right. It was, it was like NASCAR, NASCAR, NASCAR on the Big 12. Uh, uh, Lincoln Riley would just throw in a number. Like, he would throw in a number, 21, all right? And then, bang, you know the play, right. all right? You, he said it, it broke it down to – you even knew what receiver you were supposed to throw the football to, okay? Well, in the SEC, it's a little different. And he said that you huddle in the SEC, you know, you, you got your play call, you had this read, this read, this hot route – uh, you know, and he, he said it was just completely different. So it took him a minute to 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 progress and get things down. And he said it was completely different uh, having to read a defense, you know. Mm-hmm. And so the more he progressed and he got in that bowl game, even though they lost, he, he put on a show. And, what you know, we look at a, a, a Notre Dame defense, and they're usually pretty good, right? And uh, they're respectable got a lot of good recruits on there and 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 highly touted guys and uh, so I think they they look at Spencer and everything South Carolina has coming back and Beamer ball up there and and Shane Beamer and the job he's doing so I think that's why they got them at 3 Kentucky I've seen some people have a lot of hype on them so I've seen some people say they could win 10 games I don't believe that I know they got the Devin Leary kid from NC State coming in he had a, a major injury last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he can stay healthy. That's a question mark there to me. But Georgia and Tennessee, man, this is really a two-team race in my opinion. And it really comes down to Georgia, Georgia doesn't have to um, Georgia doesn't have to go to Alabama, right? Uh, Tennessee gets Georgia at home, but Tennessee also has to go to Bama. Right. All right? So uh, – Tennessee's got the little tougher schedule, in my opinion, and Georgia has a cupcake. I mean, they're, they're, Kirby Smart can sit there at SEC Media Days and say all he wants to come play my schedule, but I think anybody would want to play that schedule, right? Yeah, give it to uh, me. Yeah, please, please. I would take it <laughs> yeah. year after year. Right. Um, but Joe Milton uh, replacing Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, uh, can Joe do what we saw him do in the bowl game last year? against Clemson. If he can play like that, Dustin, Tennessee could have a shot. Um, but I know everybody's huge on Carson Beck and what Georgia has returning and just, you know, uh, you lose a guy here and you plug in another one, a, a blue chip five-star, and the show just keeps on rolling. So yeah. uh, the East, for me, it's a two-team race. Yeah, it's for me with Georgia, it's going to be – it's like law of averages, right? When, uh, when people ask me about our chances – versus beating Georgia, I say your best chance is just in law of average. It's just in the numbers of it. If How many games has Georgia won in a row? If they come into Auburn, which you can assume they are, going to be 4-0 undefeated when they roll in, it's like you're not going to win every game, and it's not out of the blue to think you're on this long winning streak that goes over multiple seasons. You drop a game on the road to an arch rival. Like that's how that would happen. Um, and is Georgia the most talented team in that East Division? Sure. But yeah. – can they can can they go undefeated again? Can they get through it without with? I yeah I, I don't see how they could lose more than one game with that schedule. So the, the only way it could happen is if Carson Beck just falls on his face, right? And even then, their team is so talented to where it's like 
they can still just line up, pound you, and try to win games in uh-huh. a different way. You're still going to struggle to score on that defense. Uh, but South Carolina, man, I, I like South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I like Shane Beamer. I don't think that they're ever going to be a program. You know, what, what Spurrier did with them, winning 11 games three years in a row, was probably the height of South Carolina football. That's probably the ceiling there. But uh, Shane Beamer's recruiting his ass off, and he's – he just really is, man, and he's a good coach, and he's improved every single year that he's got there. Um, so that'll be a fun team to watch. South Carolina has awesome fans too; like they really have a good program there. I think Absolutely. they're going in the right direction. So um, I don't really see anything how you hear out of order. These are some interesting teams. It'll be fun to see year three of Hypel. Can they keep off that hype? Can you win nine, ten games again? Mm-hmm. Um, what can Kentucky do with Leary? Is can, can, with Kentucky? I, I want to see are y'all are y'all where you're going to be? Is there mm-hmm. another level? Or a seven and five, eight and four, the ceiling of what Stoops can do at Kentucky, mm-hmm. or can they can they put together a double digit win season? Um, that'll be fun to see. Same thing with Florida, man. It's just so many questions. I see Florida being in that same boat that Florida State was in. Just don't, just yeah. stay the course. Don't fire Napier. Now, if they mm-hmm. if they come out and they go two and ten or something, okay. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't necessarily Harson's record in back-to-back years that got him fired. Harson maybe could have got away with having another five and seven season. It was all the stuff around it. It was the lack of recruiting. It was the lack of knowing how of being able to point to something and saying the program is going in a positive direction. I yep. think Billy has substance. There's stuff he can point to and say, this is going in a positive direction. Great. Go back and look at some of them clips about what Dan Mullen was saying about recruiting. Mm-hmm. He left he left them in a bad place there. When head coaches don't take recruiting seriously you're going to get left in a bad place. So I think Absolutely. that patience for Florida is going to be the key there. I think that that next season will really be, you know, where it is. Missouri, what are y'all going to be, man? Like good defense. Can you advance anything else? And then Vanderbilt, just just get out of here with this. I don't just get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Dustin, let me let me ask you something, man. Uh, does does what Shane Beamer, um, what he did at South Carolina with. You know, you have Clemson and South Carolina in that mm-hmm. state, that heated rivalry, you know. Uh, th- there's a there's a lot of anger in that rivalry, uh, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with it. So he goes in and he flips the script, right? Do you think Hugh Freeze can do that? Because they go in and they beat Clemson, all right? So now his recruiting skyrockets, yeah. right? Clemson's had, you know, Clemson's always going to be there. You know, they're there. They're cemented in as one of those uh, really blue bloods, if you want to really look at it right now in college football. Uh, but do you see Hugh Freeze kind of doing the same thing uh, that that Shane Beamer did with going in, beating Clemson, and then that recruiting really taking off? But you know Auburn can be more than South Carolina can be. Yeah, I think so. It took him a year, right? Because he was in the second yeah. year. So the yeah. first year, the, you know, it took him a year to get Clemson, and then, like you said, they beat Notre Dame in that bowl game. So finish the year with two strong wins there. Um, I think I'll say this: I think that Auburn's trajectory probably realistically looks more like South Carolina's than Tennessee's, because Beamer and Hypo were hired at the same time, right? Tennessee, well, they win seven or eight games Hypo's first year, yeah. and then they shoot off and have that monster year last year. And who knows what it would have been if if Hendon wouldn't have got hurt. Um, I think South Carolina is, is more of a, a realistic uh, example for us. Seven wins the first year, maybe eight the second, get that big win. I think we'll be able to turn our recruiting around a little bit faster than Shane. And, again, he's doing a great job. Um, but I think this, we, we may be able to kickstart it maybe six months to a year a little bit quicker just because we have a little bit more history, a little bit more resources. Yeah. We're just a little a, a level above South Carolina as far as prestige goes. So – but yeah, I think that's I think I would say that South Carolina is definitely uh an example for us to look at and say, okay, that's a realistic trajectory that Auburn Auburn could aim for. Because you know, I've got yeah. people, Blake, and we'll probably need to do an episode on this about just expectations for the season. Cause I have people in my DMs like, Man, how can Auburn win 10 games this year? I tell you how Auburn could win 10 games this year. If the football genie came down. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't know. Some some crazy magical scenario. Like, I know that what happened in 2013. You can say we went three and nine and then play for the man. That's so that's just so wild. You know, like some yeah. of y'all got to stop with this 10 and two, nine and three. It's just not happening with this team and this schedule. We've yeah. had back to back losing seasons for a reason. But yeah, I would definitely say that South Carolina is uh is a good one, is a good example for us to look at. You uh go over to the West. Yeah, let's hit this West, dude. So not a whole lot of 
gumps. <laughs> well, hey, listen. Can't really, <laughs> can't really argue with what they got going on there at number one. Um, yeah. I'll just say this, dude. As far as this Paul Feinbaum, the dynasty is dead or whatever, Paul, you know better, bro. I know that Paul Feinbaum knows enough about recruiting to know that the Gump dynasty is not on the decline. They lost two games to, to a team that won the West last year and then the t- uh, a good team in Tennessee, right, a 10-win team in Tennessee. They lost those games on the final possession, well, both of them. They lost to LSU on overtime, and they lost to Tennessee on a last-second field goal. Mm-hmm. They have – last year's recruiting class was stupid, like stupid, stupid yeah. good. Yep. That, yeah, so that dynasty is not declining. I don't know where that comes from. Um, LSU at number two, that's – I mean, they're the division champs, returning division champs. Number three, Blake, I feel like you've got some feelings about this one. They got Texas A&M Aggies here at number three, all Miss at number four, Arkansas at five, Auburn coming in at six, and Mississippi State at seven. When I saw three, Blake, I said, whoa, y'all are just going off of talent alone here, right? Uh, three to seven in the SEC West is the biggest question mark in the country this year. Ooh. I mean, I think anybody – honestly, I think anybody from A&M to Mississippi State could could take that third spot. I really do. Um, and, and I've seen people have Auburn in that three slot. I've seen yeah. people have Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State. Um, but I'll tell you one thing that I am tired of. Dustin is I'm tired of mediocre programs, fan bases thinking that they are better than what they are. <laughs> and I've mentioned this a thousand times, Auburn fans, you were getting made fun of by people who aren't historically better than you. Auburn when they're when they're winning is on that fringe of a top 10 program in college football history. Yeah. Okay? Like right now I would say top 15. All right? But when we're winning, on the fringe of top ten, okay, and you're letting Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M come in here and say, "Huh, you're terrible!" Like you're gonna you're gonna finish seventh in the SEC West, all right? Just like they did last year, and it still didn't happen because Texas A&M finished there, all right? Yeah, that's my thing. It's like three. Look, it's it's all it's all about the Bobby Petrino love, the hype train, right? And and their He's defense, good, their right? defense, their defense. All right, we know what their defense is going to be. Their defense is going to be mm-hmm. hellacious. All right, it, their D line's always great, great linebacker play, uh, and and secondary is usually always pretty solid. Uh, this is the same team now. This is the same Texas A and M team that got LSU last year at the end of the year. Uh, they're talented. But Connor Wegman is the question mark. Like, we watched him in Jordan-Hare last year. I don't know if it was that the atmosphere, the environment got him or whatever, but he wasn't good. Now, watched him play Ole Miss, dude throws for almost 500 yards. Uh, but, I mean, who didn't? Yeah, almost Ole Miss 500 yards. Right. Goal, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, mm. I, it's the it's the biggest question mark in college football, in my opinion, this year. Besides maybe the Pac-12, like the Pac-12, who's going to win the Pac-12? Like right. I, that's that's going to be tough. But from three to seven, like I think it's a toss up because you got Arkansas sitting there with KJ Jefferson. I'm not really a believer in him, but it's a three year uh, returning starter, and they can put a game plan around him where they can win games. So it's there like, you go. yeah. And 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 that's it. And then you got Jackson Dart returning for Ole Miss. Uh, the one thing really start. Do you think Jackson start Jackson Dart starts game one? If he don't, uh, if he don't, there's. Bro, I'm not a Spencer Sanders. No, I'm, hey. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either. But you brought um, him in for a reason, bro. You brought in a guy that's so so remember what you said about Peyton Thorne. You don't bring in a yep. guy that started two yep. seasons to not play. You don't bring in a guy that started 40 something games if you don't think he's gonna play. And he's not gonna come if he's played 40 something mm-hmm. games, started 40 something games and he thinks he's not gonna play. But did oh man, did Lane go get Spencer Sanders the way Hugh went and got Peyton? Because 
there was all these rumors about Spencer Sanders supposedly coming to Auburn, right? Yeah. Like, oh, he was in Auburn. Like, there was a graphic made saying that he was about to commit to Auburn, and he gets on Twitter and says, hey, slow down. Like, I don't know if, if like, Spencer didn't have – like, if he didn't really have anybody to go to. Yeah, that wasn't – none of that was coming from Auburn. I feel comfortable saying yeah. that. That wasn't yeah. coming from our camp, our, our, our coaching staff. And then there was, like, even a little rumor out there that he tried to go back to Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State was like, uh-uh. Like, no. And because he basically was like, hey, I don't want to play here anymore. And so they were just like, uh, you know, and and I don't know how I don't know if any of that is true. But did Lane go seek him to bring him in to start over Jackson Dart? I don't know. I think it's Jackson Dart. I think Lane wanted to push Jackson Dart and really uh Spencer tried to, like, mentor him and, and teach him. Uh, but there's been some rumors out of Ole Miss, like, that Spencer might not even play this year. Like, I, I don't I don't know if he's going to, like, red shirt, like, try to, like, medical red shirt or something like that. But I've heard people on Twitter say that he might not even play. Yeah, so here's my thing with the Spencer Sanders at Ole Miss, right? And I think that um, I, I think Ole Miss should be ahead of AM. Personally, I think Arkansas should be ahead of AM. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Ole Miss, you're gonna run the ball with Judkins, obviously. That should be the game plan there. They need to tighten up that defense some um, and control the clock. Um, better decisions on fourth down would help a ton as far as overall game management. But if you're gonna run the ball that much with Judkins, then wouldn't you just want to get the guy that protects the football the best? And I don't think that Spencer Sanders is that guy. Yeah, I mean, he is, a, he is a TM turnover machine, brother. That's a fact. So it's kind of like if I if you're laying, it's almost like let's just get the guy that can make the, the easy throws um, and protect the football. But at the same time, like I said, man, when you go out and get a guy that started for like three or four years of D1 ball at a Power 5 program, he's been in big games at Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Uh, yeah, dude, that'll be – That'll be fun. We talk about how the dynamics of Auburn's locker room with all the transfers. Imagine Ole Miss, that whole team. <laughs> None of those guys have been recruited there out of high school, man. You, you know, one thing, too, about Lane and his comments on NIL and the transfer portal and everything, I, I get it. It was great. I love listening to it. But dude kind of – he kind of shit on, like, the transfer portal a little bit. But he's the same guy that constantly uses it. Mm. and stays in it and calls himself the portal king. So that was kind of like, you know, I, I kind of laughed at that because it was a little, you know, you were contradicting yourself a little bit. Yeah. And if you really hate it, uh, then why are you always in it that much? You know, <laughs> be like Dabo if you really hate it, you know. Hey, Dabo, man, Dabo's got some rules, boy. He he says, uh, if you commit to me, you can't take visits and and – I will give Dabo that, dude. He uh, he's, he's about he's about what he says, man. He's about what he fact. says, and he, he built a, he's built a hell of a program over there. A team that was historically and also ran. Uh, one last thing before we get over here to the player side of this, Blake. Um, I want to mention this on Arkansas as I've kind of as we get closer to the season. I'm going through the SEC and looking at these other teams and trying to we're getting ready to make our predictions in a couple weeks and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of get a grasp on these other teams and. Arkansas interests me too, man. What you what we got right here? What do we have? Three year starter in KJ Jefferson. Can they take that next step? Like I talked about Kentucky. Are you just a seven or eight win team every year? Or yeah. is there is there another level for Arkansas? Mm-hmm. Um a winnable game for us, a game that I don't think will be as far as the season starts, we won't be favored to go to Fayetteville and win. Obviously kicked our ass last year. We need redemption there. Um that's a toss-up game to me right now. I know a lot of people just see Arkansas and they pencil in W. I'm not going to do that. We just we've had back-to-back losing seasons. That'll be a very important game for us. What is Arkansas going to be? You guys going to take? You going to take a step up? You going to take a step down? You going to just going to stay where you're at? Where what, where's Arkansas go next? That'll be that's another interesting storyline to me. What's their secondary going to look like? They got mm-hmm. T. Wheel over there as, as right. their DC now. All right, yeah. what's their defense going to look like? Their secondary was cheeks last year. Terrible, like, bro. It was Terrible. awful. And like, the way they can run the ball, you would they, again, like what we just said with Ole Miss, you would think let's just control the clock, right? Control yeah. the ball. But if you're giving up, like you said, cheese, man, that was tough to watch. It, it was bad. It was bad. They let Cincinnati dice them up, bro. Like. Rough. Uh, hey, so you you diced them up too with a third string. That's a fact, man. Hugh uh, went in there. 
<laughs> and Mississippi State, man, uh, we've already talked about it before, Mississippi State. You, you, your whole – I just don't understand. If, if you want to go if – you're, if you're Arnett and you want to go to a different scheme away from Mike Leach's air raid, implement it in time. But this drastic change of just boom, we're going to the I formation or whatever they're going to do here. Pounder, I this this has got disaster written all over it, dude. I, I'm I'm really contemplating going one and eleven, two and ten for Mississippi State. Oh wow! I um, just think it's going to be trash. So you think it hurts Will Rogers? Oh yeah. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I, this will be a shit show in Starfield. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. Just too much change, man. Too much change. So, focusing over here on the Auburn side, Blake, we can't really argue with being predicted to finish six in the West. We'll mm-hmm. get into our predictions in a couple of weeks. Spoiler alert, I don't think I'm going to have us as far down as six, but I'm not going to have us winning it either. So, I feel like that's yeah. fair. You know, back-to-back winning season, I'm not going to get on here and go, oh, Auburn deserves better than that. We don't. We got to yep. prove it. So, I have no problem with sixth place from the media there. That makes sense to me. I actually kind of laugh at the four people that voted us to win. Um, <laughs> what, what are y'all doing? But something that I am passionate about, mm-hmm. some guys that did get snubbed here. Uh, only guys that made lists for us, third team honors, third team preseason, all SEC, DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett in the defensive backfield, and then Oscar Chapman, our punter, and Alex McPherson, our kicker, all mm-hmm. got third team honors. Blake, uh, just real quick on the special teams, I kind of feel like with Alex McPherson here, a lot of this is just going off a of name and potential. He was the number one kicker, if I'm not mistaken, coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, state record for the longest kick in Alabama high school history was like 60-something yards, something stupid. Yeah. Um, so a lot of potential there. Uh, his brother's obviously big-time kicker for the Bengals, so I feel like he's kind of getting the nod there at third team just based off the potential and name. Oscar Chapman, proven punter. And if you've if you've been Auburn's punter for the past couple of years, you've had plenty of reps. You've had plenty yeah. of time to go out there and punt it to the other team because we ain't been scoring, we ain't been moving the ball. So uh, that's just kind of my feelings on on those guys. What do you think about these special teams selections here before we get to the DBs? I think we're going to need Alex, uh, Alex McPherson. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to need him to step up and make some kicks this year uh, in crucial situations. Yes, sir. Uh, I think Oscar Chapman, him coming back for the Auburn Tigers and them having them having him, a lot of people don't understand how big of a position that is. Okay, mm-hmm. Oscar can he can kick one down in there into Coffin's corner. All right, and and you pin somebody inside that ten yard line and flip that field position. Uh, that's big time. And I think Oscar has has done a great job. And him coming back just solidifies uh, that position. And we're going to need him. All right, we're going to need both of these guys. And and I'm okay with the third team selection here with these two guys. Um, Alex McPherson, we're going to have to we're going to have to see the leg dog, and you're going to have to be accurate uh, because what we went through with Anders last year, just not knowing. Uh, whether he what what was going on was he still hurt was he still worried about the injury you know I I was I watched a Missouri clip the other night Dustin on Twitter and everybody was like man why didn't Harson bring out Anders right here but you know Auburn was at the they were at the twenty five in overtime you know why didn't he bring him out right or right before overtime uh, when when Auburn was driving mm-hmm. and we got stuffed on fourth down yeah it was right before overtime and uh, we got stuffed oh, on fourth and one. And and they were like, why didn't he bring out Anders? And I'm like, well, fast forwarded a little bit into <laughs> overtime where he misses like a 28-yard field goal, yeah. okay? And he missed it bad. All right, mm. So that is, that's what I'm talking about right there is, is you saw the leg. You saw the leg in A-Day, even in the weather. Uh, you saw it at the end of last year. So uh, we need that to uh, win us. Win, maybe it wins us a game or two, right? Maybe we get in a, 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 a slug fest and we come down and uh, we're, you know we we're struggling to move the ball and we get a long kick around fifty yards and we're going to need McPherson to step up. So, uh, like, I'm how cool different does how how different does Auburn history look without West Byron? The history of Auburn. Think about yeah. how impactful a kicker can be, man. Exactly. I mean, uh, I. I it, it's special teams is a huge part of the game and it doesn't get a whole lot of attention, but I feel like Auburn's okay in special teams this year. Um, the, in the kick, re, in the kick return game, 
I know some people showed Brian Batie love, and I think – how can I say this? I think we are better off this year than we were last year, uh, just looking at this uh, with these two guys returning in these spots, man. I really do. I think uh, these two guys could be a crucial part of this football team. Yeah, when talking about special teams, man, when you get into these ball games, these close ball games, mm-hmm. every aspect matters, every yard matters, obviously yep. every point matters. So it all adds up. And if Auburn's going to get back to where we want to get back to, if you're in a 21 to 21 ball game in the fourth quarter with Georgia, or if you're in a 21 to 21 ball game versus LSU, every little thing adds up, man. So it's super important. Yep. But here's what we really wanted to get into tonight, man. Um, DJ James, third team, all SEC. And we've mm-hmm. been kind of quiet as the summer went on because I get it. I understand. I saw it with Carlton Davis. Um, if there's a cornerback that just locks receivers up, it can be hard for him to get love because stats are just easier to see. And I'll get a little – some of these guys in the media in Nashville, I'll uh, give them a little bit of pass here. It's hard to watch 14 teams. It's hard to know every player. But this whole summer, man, I see lists of top 10 corners returning and and top five DBs in the <laughs> SEC and – and now mm-hmm. I see this third team, and, and man, I just – it's just disrespectful. I'm just going to mm-hmm. call it what it is. It's just gotten to the point to where it's a little bit disrespectful. I don't know if you guys are really watching the tape. I don't know if you're – there's just no way. There's no way that DJ James is third team defensive back. But it's just not. And, and the point I want to make on this is this is kind of what gets me with the disrespect to just our defensive backs as a whole. And now everyone, now everyone in Auburn, if if you live in the Auburn bubble that we all live in, and you watch every Auburn podcast that comes out like we all do, then you're saying, well, Dustin, the secondary doesn't get disrespected. Now pay attention to the national narrative. Mm-hmm. They're never mentioned as one of the best units in the SEC. It's they're just hardly mentioned. And like I said, when all these lists comes out, thirteen. So, but right now, right now, and we know that over the last four to five years has not been the best in Auburn history, right? This has not been our best time period. We still got eight guys playing football right now in the league in the secondary. Rudy Ford's in Green Bay. Noah's in Miami. Jonathan Jones is in New England. Smoke Monday is in New Orleans. Daniel Thomas is in Jacksonville. Carson and Jamel are holding it down, starting on each side for my Bucks. And Roger McCreary is in Tampa. So Tennessee. it's like yeah, – oh, excuse me, Tennessee, yeah. So I've got, I've got eight guys – that play defensive back in the league right now. It's like you have a pedigree. And, mm-hmm. and you always hear you always hear them say, especially if they say this a lot with recruiting, well, it's if it's a receiver that Bama gets, he's going to get an extra star because Bama got him. You know, and you hear, well, if, if this team gets this player at this position, they have a history of producing at that position, so they get a little bit more love there. Well, where's mm-hmm. our love? I'm not saying that we're LSU when it goes to defensive backs. But, man, pretty – like eight active, eight that suit up and play, either start or play significant downs every single Sunday. Man, mm-hmm. we got some guys, bro, like DJ James, Kay and Lee, Jalen, Nehemiah, Keontae, what does Kaufman do? Marquise Gilbert was the number one Juco safety. Like what kind of year does he have? Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, is D- DJ James third team all SEC? What you think, man? That's your mobile guy, right? Man, third team's hard for me to get on board with. Uh, I'm not saying he should have been first team because of who is on that list, but at least give me second team, man. I look at the names on that second team. Give me second team. But I can tell you what this stems from, Dustin. Mm. And what it stems from is being a five and seven football team last year. You know they got to show the love. All right, you, they got to show the love to Georgia and Alabama and all of those guys, right? Now, <laughs> the first team DBs, <laughs> one from Alabama and three from Georgia. My point, right? <laughs> all right, now you go down to the second team, and that's my argument. Okay, that's my argument. Is you have you have the kid? Um, what is his name? Yeah, Damani Richardson from A and M. You got Damani Richardson. You got Chris Abrams, Drenay. 
from Missouri. Yeah. Um, Dwight McLaughlin from Arkansas and Malachi Moore from Alabama. Those are your four DBs on second team. So you're telling me DJ James ain't better than one of those guys? I know for a fact he's better than Malachi Moore. I'm confident in saying that. There you go, though, man. It all stems from being a five and seven football team. And a lot of people who don't watch Auburn week in, week out, Dustin, it stems from them not watching DJ James and the plays that he makes that don't go into the stats. Mm. Okay. I'm just being honest with you. The dude is locked down over there as it gets. And he doesn't get a chance to put up a lot of stats because guess what, Dustin? They don't throw the ball his way a whole lot. So what do you want him to do? You know, I'm sorry. I can't get on board with third string. I think he he has gotten disrespected this year. And, yes, he is from down here where I'm from, right across the bay, right? And I'm going to back my dudes 100% that come out of this area. And I'm sorry, third team is disrespectful. The disrespect to this Auburn secondary, just like we're about to talk about, it's getting nasty. It's nasty work. It's it's filthy, and I'm tired of it. Dustin, uh, what are your thoughts on on this Auburn secondary? This veteran. That's what's being overlooked. Yep. It's veteran. Like DJ, Keontae, Nehemiah. Can't get more veteran than Nehemiah. Um, is <laughs> Jalen, bro? Like yeah. The the way that Jalen looked switching over to safety, like it was immediate, bro. There was no yes. like you know, so like um you know, like with Jeremiah, like you can look at it and say, Okay, he is going to be a good offensive lineman. There's some stuff we gotta work on here though. Mm-hmm. It's raw. Jalen and and I and I know that there's still technical stuff he has to work on. I know that he all he's not the best safety, you know. I'm mean? like I know there's stuff in the work, but I'm just saying, like, he didn't even bro, it looked clean, man. It looked clean. It looked good right off rip. He looked comfortable playing safety. And even in the run guy. game. Even in the run game. Bro, come up and hit you. Yeah, like, yeah, dude. I just when I look at I look at how veteran, like I love the mix. There's young guys like Kay and Lee, and then there's guys like DJ and Nehemiah. I love it. I love the mix of of veterans with the, with youth. And it's just so deep. There's a lot of guys like a, like a Sylvester Smith that came in and got we flipped from Tennessee four star mm-hmm. safety right there at the end of the process last year. Um, just a guy we snuck in. It was he visited. He flipped from Tennessee. Boom. Uh, yep. We just we got some young guys. I uh, mean, you were talking before. Austin Osbury actually made the switch to safety. Yep. That was a big time get for us. Um, and, and when we flipped him from LSU, uh, Ed Orgeron got fired. We flipped him. He came in as a corner. Had to re-recruit that kid, right? Because his brother is a five-star linebacker that just went to Notre Dame. Transfer portal, he's not getting to play. Could have easily went over there. Moved to safety. I'm sure that there was they had to re-recruit him, so they had to tell him, hey, man, there's some reps for you here. We're going to find some time for you. Just wait out this one more year and let these vets get out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the way it sets up for the future. I want to see what Marquise Gilbert does, bro. That's the guy yeah. that I want to see. Keontae Scott and Marcus Gilbert. Um, it's their time. Now I, think, I know that our guy Ike is huge on Keontae. Yeah, but and we've seen the flashes. Put it together, bro. Twelve mm-hmm. games. Put together an all SEC season. The potential for the secondary is stupid. If they yeah. all if they all play at their ceiling, yeah, probably the best secondary in the SEC. That's not. That's not. A big I can't stretch, argue. Really. You know what I mean? I can. I can't argue that. I'm. I'm with you on this. On the hype of the secondary. I'm with you 100%. And and Jalen, like you mentioned, moving to safety, man, he's going to be that guy to keep the top on, right? And I think that fits his game a whole lot more. You watched him play corner. He would get beat a little bit. And, man, he had, he had some struggles there. But it, moving moving to that safety spot right there, it, it helped him to play freely. All right? And and uh, I know coming up and stopping the runs, not his forte, but he will do it, okay? And he will put a hat on a hat and, and – uh, I know we we talked a bit a little bit about him bulking up a little bit and, and adding a little more weight, and I really look at the length of the Auburn secondary. Man, there's a lot of dudes six one, mm. you know, six foot six one back there. There's some length back there. Yeah, uh, and that. and the vet presence, like you mentioned, these guys have played a lot of college football, man, and I think that I think that bodes well for for Auburn. 
Uh, and I and look, I know it's going to come down to the pass rush. Can Auburn get pressure to really okay. help these more help these guys even more, right? Mm-hmm. But if they do, all right, this secondary is going to be clamped. Okay, I just I think a lot of people are under. Uh, I think they're undervaluing the the potential of this group on this Auburn defense. I think they're going to be special. You think it was lack uh, of turnovers, Blake? You think it's just because we that's one thing that it, the whole defense struggled well, with was getting turnovers. You think it's just the just lack of lack of numbers as far as creating turnovers? People don't really see how good it really was. Yeah, and and that goes back to my point of of DJ being on third team. Right. It was just the lack of uh, you know. If you didn't watch Auburn every weekend, you look at his stats and you're just like, well, you know, he didn't have that. Well, you also didn't watch him play every weekend, all right? You didn't watch him in the past breakups that he had and 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 him being in a guy's hip pocket. And, you know, I mean, the dude's talented. Everybody in this group's talented. So, I, I do – I think this is the one part of this Auburn team that is going to be an absolute bright spot. Yeah, it'll be – like you said, the pass rush is going to be so crucial here. We can't have these guys out here on an island. We don't know much about Ron Roberts, so seeing kind of how he mixes the coverages, how all that goes and how all that plays out, it's going to be fun, man. I, I know he loves to bring pressure, all right, and and he loves to bring it from everywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll get to see maybe maybe you'll get to see Nehemiah coming off that coming off that corner, right? Right. Uh, and I know he likes to bring it from the safety spot. I know he likes to bring it from the corners everywhere, man. So. Uh, and and that you're going to be able to get away with that, all right? With how athletic and talented this group is, mm. and uh, I'm ready to see it. Do you think Kay and Lee starting by the end of the year? Is it him and DJ on that other side? Mm. I think he's starting by Georgia game. Man, over Nehemiah. Yeah, I think Nehemiah still gets played. We'll get into – I'm actually a little bit higher than a lot of people are on Nehemiah. I still think he gets to play a lot. I still think he's going to be a crucial part he's, of his defense. I just uh, – but Kay and he's gotten, you, man. Yeah, he's gotten beat a lot, man. He he struggles. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll go with you because, yeah, I mean, everything we're hearing about Kay and Lee is, is – is, it's all positive. Uh, he's, he's great in coverage, man, zone, whatever you want to put him in. Uh, the dude is uh, – He's he looks like to be the future, maybe the next great to come out of Auburn, right? Mm. Uh, you're gonna have DJ, and and then you could have K in man. So yeah, I I'm 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 with you there. Uh, okay. I'm with you there. I think K in could could do it. Best. So we think it's the either that or running back. I don't want to spoil the episode we got coming up. Uh, <laughs> but but one of the best position groups on the team. One thing that I love about this Blake is all the talent that we talk about. You can also trust the coaches. You've got two coaches as far as Zach and Crime Dog, where it's like I know they're going to get the best out of one of our most talented groups. So mm-hmm. it's really just about the way the rest of that defense. I don't Absolutely. see a world where this secondary struggles. You know, mm-hmm. even you have depth, man. Even if guys get hurt. And so let's talk about this, bro. Here's our here's our parameter for this question: one game, just just one game. How many guys in this secondary? They can be freshmen. They can be seniors. It doesn't have to be draft eligible right now. Mm-hmm. But how many guys in this secondary play a game on Sundays in the NFL? Let's go. Um, obviously, DJ. Right. Let's go, Kayan. Okay. Let's go. I think Jalen gets a look. Mm-hmm. Mm. Think DJ Rim gets a look. Oh, I'm. Oh, I think JD. Listen, I think JD gets drafted. Yeah. It won't be this year. Obviously, we won't be eligible. But as far as his breakout season, holler at me next year about JD. JD's mm. gonna get drafted. JD's gonna get drafted high. Yeah. Nehemiah's just uh I I think I think he'll he'll make a team. All right. Right. Definitely get a look far, at camp just off his athleticism. Yeah. yeah. As far as playing an actual game and being a contributor, I'm gonna say no. Zion, no. And I'll cut my list off there. What about Keontae? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I forgot about Keontae. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me on that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keontae, man. I forgot about him. Yeah, Ooh, yeah I'm excited about him. Yeah, there's um, a lot of potential there. Just got to put it all together. And if Donovan had if Donovan mm. had the size, man, uh, to, to go with it, I just think he's a little too small to play in the NFL. Yeah, it appears that way. Um, he's definitely athletic, definitely has the IQ. It's just, yeah. like you said, the size there. Uh, come on, Nehemiah. You know what I mean? Like, I want Nehemiah to have that year, man. All the tools are there. Yeah. Um, we saw it two years ago when he had that great year uh, where he probably could have came out and, and got drafted pretty highly. Um, so I know all the tools are there for Nehemiah. I know he plays a style where he's going to get burnt some. I, I believe it's there for him. Um, I, I think Kane's going to come in and, and grab his spot, like I just said. But I want to see Nehemiah be successful, man. I think he's got all yeah. the tools, so I'm pulling for him. Um, I've got DJ, obviously. I got Kay and Lee. I've got JD. I've got Jalen, and I've got Keontae. And then, so like with Nehemiah, if you would have told me, if you would have told me with Smoke Monday, that Smoke was going to, because he didn't get to play because he got hurt. But like the Saints were super high on Smoke. Yeah, so high that he came in as an undrafted free agent, got hurt, and they still kept him. That mm-hmm. is, man, that's. They, they they see something in you. That's very, very rare in the NFL. They said he was actually a steal. All right. They said he was a steal for them because they they had a they had uh what what's the word I'm looking for? They they had they had a blueprint of what they right. wanted to do with smoke. Mm. And that's why they yeah. brought him in. So like uh I hope Nehemiah kind of goes you know, obviously, I hope he gets drafted and everything. But like, I hope he goes down that road where he he makes an impression on a team, and uh, and the future is bright for him. I really do. Yeah, I mean, all the all the tools are there, man. Another another two five one product. Yep. Want to see him be successful? But listen, dude, that's we that's a handful of guys right there that we agree are going to play in the league. Like, yeah. the talent is there. This is the position group that's got to carry this defense, man. So. Mm-hmm. Blake, before we get out of here, brother, um, I like your shirt there. Yeah, what's that say? Oh, oh, what does this say? This says 1997 Auburn Tigers basketball SEC conference champions. Mm. All right, uh, and this is homefieldapparel.com right here at the top of the screen. Go there, 15% off your first purchase. Look, they've got all kind of teams, 150 teams now uh, and growing. They, they just sent me an email about 25 minutes ago saying, hey, we're dropping uh, a bunch more hot stuff this weekend. I think there's like St. John's coming out this weekend or whatever. So if anybody in your family uh, loves any other team or whatever, like I'm going to Oregon in November. All right, to watch USC in, at Oregon in Autzen Stadium. Guess what? I bought an Oregon shirt. All right, Uh-oh. my bro- well, my brother, my brother. It's for his it birthday. In the dark. Oh man, uh, it's 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 a blackout, Dustin. It's a it's a Uh-oh. blackout game. So my brother has this obsession with Oregon. He wants to go up there, and for his birthday. So we're doing it, and uh, and yeah, it was a a small little gift off HomeFieldApparel.com. So uh, they've got every team imaginable. So, yeah, my brother, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bo Nix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bo yeah. Nix. Woo! Yeah, yeah Auburn but. legend. Uh, so, my final word, brother. Mm-hmm. My final word, man. These Bama fans out here, they never they never fail. Mm-hmm. So, friend of the show, Miss Devin. Miss Devin DM me on Twitter and told me a story about an experience she had. And it was funny because just a week or two ago, I had a similar experience. Um, so Devin's husband, who is from Washington, I believe, like the Washington yeah. state. Um, yep. So he's a he's a husky guy. Um, but being a good husband, he's got some Bama or some Auburn stuff hanging out with with Devin and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. he went to the shooting range with an Auburn shirt on. You're over the shooting range, you know, you got your headphones on, your whole deal, man. You're shooting a loud gun. And he keeps hearing something chirp at him, but he doesn't know. He just keeps shooting and shooting and shooting. Long story short, he turns around. It's a dude in a solid red shirt that's talking crap about Auburn. And he's, like, just wearing a shirt. He's not even up on Auburn like that. So he's just kind of like, hey, man, this is, like, my wife's team. It's just a shirt. I'm actually a Washington fan. It's, you know, whatever. And the guy just continued to to press and press and press and be like, no, it's, you know, 
So he eventually had to say, hey, man, um, who are you a fan of? Like, what is what is all this hostility towards my team, my T-shirt? I'm just at the gun range. And by yeah. the way, kind of stupid to be talking trash to a guy holding a gun. Yeah. But uh, kind of dumb. But uh, he and I guess he said it was like uh, she said his, the guy's shirt was solid red, not crimson, solid red. And he was like, don't you see my shirt? And her husband was obviously like, what, Texas Tech? Nebraska? Yeah. Like, who? And come to find out, he's a Bama fan, and he just wanted to get in his two cents. I think they're out there in, like, Corpus Christi, Texas, somewhere where she lives. She's out there in Texas somewhere. So, um, yeah, man, so just Bama fans creeping. You can't even go shoot a gun. And then, so I'm at the hospital dealing with my stuff on my elbow, right? And I'm sitting in the waiting room and and uh, sitting in the waiting room with this guy for about 20 minutes. My keychain is Auburn. I don't have anything Auburn on, so my keychain is barely hanging out my pocket. It's Auburn. Mm-hmm. and I'm going, I'm walking in, and guy doesn't say anything the whole time we're in the lobby, and as I'm closing the door behind me, going to the back part, and he's still sitting in the lobby, as the nurse reaches behind me and closes the door, he says, Roll Tide! Bro, I swear to God, I hate that. So, so you had 20 minutes, big dog. You had 20 minutes of me sitting right there beside you. You, could, you had all the time in the world to hit me with your stupid-ass Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. Your team is dominating mine, by the way. So why in every sport, which I know he doesn't know about anything outside of football, mm-hmm. but I would have to inform him on the other stuff. But I have nothing to say. Like, I'm a scoreboard guy. There's not a whole lot I can say other than like, all right, bro, like you're, you look kind of dumb the way you're doing this. But whatever, yeah. man, your team's better than mine, like good for you. Why are you waiting till I'm like out of sight? And then saying it, it's it's just a typical Bama fan. So that that and then Devin's story inspired me. So today we went and we went and my dad's birthday, happy birthday, Pop. And we went to eat. And we were coming back from downtown, and there was a there's a road coming out to get back onto the exit to go to the interstate, coming mm-hmm. out of the, the Circle K. And we're at the red light. It's just one of the situations. Everybody's stacked up. It's one of them like, you're like if, you've, if you've got to get to the interstate exit, it's, it sucks to be where she, this lady was at. Yeah. And I saw her being stuck. I saw I was in that position where I could help her out. And I waved her. And as she's stuck, there was another lane right here. She had to wait for them cars to go before she could clear. And while she was still waiting on the other lane to clear up, I saw that Bama tag. <laughs> and I put my drop stick shift. I put my thing in first, Bubba, and I cut her off. I left her hanging mid lane, and I got right on that interstate. Yeah. She was just a cussing and a whatever, and war damn eagle, baby. I can only control yeah. what I can control. So I tell you all, I, say, I tell all these stories to say this. This week, I issue a challenge. If you see a Bama fan out and about, let them know they suck. Tell Tell them about themselves. If you get that opportunity, man, cut them off in traffic. If you walk into the store and you just ate a tuna fish sandwich and you've got gas, hold that thing. Mm-hmm. Go drop, go, go slip one out silently on that Bama fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just encouraging. I'm just encouraging a little, little chaos this week. Okay. Just, just let them know. Just plant the seeds and watch that tumor tree grow. I love y'all. I hope y'all have a good week. Dustin, uh, one, one real quick for me is so what was it? 20, was it 2016 or 20? When did, um, Clemson with the pick play? What year was that? 2016? I want to say 2016. Probably positive. Yeah. Either 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah. Um, so 2016, they run the pick play and Clemson wins the national championship, right? So I am in Baumhauer's uh, mm. in Mobile, uh, and now it is uh, walk. It's it's where walk-ons is now on Airport Boulevard, right? So I'm sitting there, and if you know me, if you are close to me, and and I talk to you about every day, you know I do not leave my house without wearing something Auburn, okay? <laughs> an Auburn hat, an Auburn shirt, something uh, Monday through Sunday. Like, I have an Auburn hat that I wear to work, okay? Like, I'm Auburn everything. So, I go watch it with some of my buddies. They're like, hey, man, like, come watch it. They're Alabama fans, all right? I'm sitting at this table, 
All right. I got an Auburn hat on and an Auburn shirt. I never once piped up during the game and said anything negative or anything like that. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson throws the tutter. I jump up and I said, let's go. You know, and I was like, bang. Next thing I know, a whole cup of water, <laughs> right? Of water comes across the restaurant, bro, and hits me in the shoulder and goes everywhere. All right. Everywhere. And I make eye contact, and it was a woman. All right. So obviously, I'm not going to respond right. to it because uh, yeah, I'm just like, hey, right. yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm like, I'm not yeah. going through this. Right. It's not worth it. And her husband is sitting there and he's like, what in the world is going on? And so I get up to leave. And here they come. Oh, roll tie, you you want to talk crap? You want to talk crap and all this? And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> all I said was like, let's go. Like, right. you lost, bro. Like, it's a rivalry. Don't sit here and tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. You telling me you weren't doing the same thing when the Michael James and the Oregon Ducks tied it up uh, right, you know, at late in the fourth quarter. Uh, out in Phoenix, Arizona, you telling me that that you wasn't cheering for Oregon? You're telling me when Kelvin Benjamin caught right. the pass in the end zone with 13 seconds left, you wasn't sitting there cheering for Florida State? Yeah, Come on, dog. Yeah, like get out of here. And and but for you to throw a cup of a glass of water across a restaurant, dog, because you lost a football game is insane to me. And you you squared me up in the chest. I mean, hell of a throw because <laughs> it was like she was like three tables over, yeah. but uh, just insane and then like today i get on twitter i wake up this morning get on twitter and it what do you know here it is is these auburn fans are taking uh the riddick kid and they're making graphics of everything alabama fans say and putting them on graphics and it's like weird thing, behavior. really yeah like somebody did it oh come on dog. all right all right it was weird behavior all right <sighs> it was weird behavior but let me tell you something all right don't sit here and act like you didn't say those things because you have been saying those things. All right. Now, super weird behavior from whoever did it. Um, they put a picture of him in his Alabama recruiting visit pictures mm -hmm. on the graphic and then put what Alabama fans were saying on their message boards hmm. at the bottom and then posted it. Now, if you're an Alabama fan and you're coming at us saying weird behavior, all right, you you said it. We've saw the tweets, all right. Now, see his grandmother respond to this. Yes. Okay. Now, if you're an Auburn fan, cut it out. Leave it alone. Stop right. doing it. All We're right? almost there Auburn. with this kid, yeah. by the way, yeah. guys. Stop. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. Stop. Like, cut it out. All right. It is, weird, it is weird. It is weird behavior. But Alabama fans to sit there and say that they're not saying this stuff and everything, just like the Perry Thompson stuff. Oh, when when Heat started getting up on Perry Thompson, it was <laughs> oh we don't want him anymore. We don't want him. We when Robert Woodyard when he flipped from Alabama to Auburn, oh we stopped recruiting that kid three months ago. Right. All right. Stop switching up, man. Stop switching up. You're the you're the best in college football right now. Stop switching up. All right. Stay true, man. Uh, and that's my thing with with them. And it's just weird behavior on on that side. And I don't want to ever be a part of it. <laughs> I will never be a part of it. Right? Yeah, no, I got, no, I got nothing for you. Want to know what I did, pal? Yeah. But hey, listen, bro. I think you got off easy. I mean, you got a cup. I can, I can go. I can send you some articles of some guys. Some Auburn fans have caught bullets. Yeah, oh, poison trees. You <laughs> Tree, know? Yeah, spike eighty up ninety or whatever it was, and all over. All over a Cam Newton jersey on a Bear Bryant statue. <laughs> tape right? it. Didn't even paint it, bro. Like you can't peel tape off, my guy. So oh just, man, just ridiculous. But hey, man, yeah. uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Look, we're at as of recording here, we're at 557 subs. Just every time mm -hmm. we get on here, man, we continue to grow. So again, thank you. That's what I wanted to do too, man. I wanted to shout out. Uh, just shout out to everybody that's. Got some names wrote down here, man. I want to shout out Miss Devin. Obviously, thank you for supporting us, Miss Devin. And you know, cool thing yeah. about Devin is, um, she she didn't agree with with a lot of my takes about Harson, 
Um, yeah. she didn't like she didn't like a lot of the stuff I was saying about him and the way I was. Um, we had discussions about it in the DMs and we agreed to disagree. And she still supports the podcast and she still agrees. Yeah. You know I mean, everything's cool. We're still cool and it's all good. So just don't take it serious. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna agree with everything that everybody says. And yep. we do three episodes a week now. There's gonna be three, four hours of us talking about football a week on the internet. We're gonna say stupid stuff, we're gonna get it wrong. You're not gonna agree with everything that we say. There's yep. a way to go about it and be nice and, and we can all be cool. But Devin. Tanner, uh, James Burnett, Harrison Poole, Debbie Russell, Miss Julie, um, Auburn Man, and my guy Gary uh, that I met at the store the other day. He had recognized me um, from the podcast and stuff in the store. Uh, thank you for listening, Gary. So all you guys, man, that have rocked with us from the beginning and like our videos and stuff, we do notice. Thank you, guys. Shout out to all y'all, man. We're going to continue to grow. Like I said, 557, we want 1K. 1K. 1,000. I want to kick that ball off first UMass, man. Um, we were able to monetize and all that. We're not able to ready to present quite what we're going to do with that yet, but know that we're working on some things behind the scenes to get some really cool content for y'all. Really wouldn't matter in July anyway, but we got some stuff up our sleeves, man. So just stick with us. All kind of stuff coming. Mm -hmm. um, so appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good Monday. We'll be back Wednesday. War Damn Eagle. Hey, in the comments, leave us your crazy Bama fan story. Tell us about your yeah. experiences with these gums, man. Let's, let's conversate about it. War Damn Eagle. We'll holler at y'all Wednesday, man. We're out of here. War Damn.